You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post game podcast. All right, here we go. Podcast time. We start a new week. His name is Al. My name is Jerry. Good to have you. What's up, Al? Oh, hi there, Jerry. Jerry, uh, first of all, we, we did get another postcard. Uh, this is uh, greetings from Nebraska, home nice. of the Huskers. Wow. And it comes from a, f- a fellow named Stephen Romano. Says it's not a vacation postcard. It's where he works. He works oh. at the University of Nebraska, but grew up on Long Island. Very cool. Uh, listens to us and uh, hopes that you enjoyed your visits to Lincoln. I have very much so, actually. Yeah. What was his name? Stephen. Uh, Stephen Romano. Stephen, I will tell you this: the I've probably been there now four times, maybe yeah. even five. I don't know. And this past year, we went there in February, and it was seventy-five degrees and sunny, and it was awesome. Um, past years, very cold, but it's not. It really is a nice little city. Yeah. And the building that Nebraska, the basketball arena, is state of the art. It's awesome. So oh, yes, yeah. Very much so, like it. All right, so keep your postcards coming. Just send yeah. them here to the radio station to the uh, post-game podcast or the warm-up show. We'll get them either way. Somehow. Uh, during my uh, vacation, Jerry, I did one thing one day. I I went to Atlantic City. Yes, and by the way, we won. Uh, we did win our baseball bet. I uh, texted you. I said, Jerry, I'm, I want to do a, put in a baseball bet here at the Borgata. Uh, and we, we both put, it was, a, it was Wednesday night. Of last week, we right. put in for the Mets and Yankees to both win by one and a half runs. Yep, and uh, was not looking good for the Mets to cover, but they they first of all the Yankees beat the Pirates sixteen nothing. We had that one covered, yes. and then we had the Mets one covered. But I wanted to get into a little bit as to what happened to me, Al the Gambler. Okay, this is never a good story. Uh, no, so I I like playing roulette, and I like playing the ones where you play. By yourself, there's yeah. not like a roulette person there, but it's not electronic. It's an actual roulette wheel and an actual ball that goes around. Oh, you play not? It's not automatic. I know what you're talking. It's not the video game one. It's not it's, video. You you use yes. the video screen, but it's an actual yep. ball, and I feel like that they can't fugazi that. I tend to agree with you, though I'm yeah. not a hundred percent certain of that, but I would agree with you. So my my theory going into it was, you know, I. I take the part where the board is divided into three parts. Right. One to 12, numbers one to 12, numbers 13 to 24, I think, and 25 up. Yep. And I bet $5, and I pick one of those thirds of the board. Right? I know it's not really a third of the board because there's zero and double zero. No, no, but I know what you're saying. But in general. Well, I just I know someone's going to go, you idiot. There's two. 
What do you want? If you if that hits five, so that would be what three to one. You get fifteen bucks. Uh, no, you only get if you, yeah, yeah. Well, you you'll get an additional ten dollars. Okay. So yeah, three to one. Okay. Okay. So my theory was, I just ran to whatever I'm feeling. I'll play it. I'll play the third, and I'll play it until it hits. So if I if I play one through twelve, I'll put my five dollars down. If it hits, I'll take my five dollars and I'll choose a different part of the board. Right. But if I put it down on like uh, for numbers thirteen to twenty four and it doesn't hit, I put it down again, the same spot, same spot until it hits, and each time I double it. Right. right. This was my plan. So five dollars if it doesn't hit. The next one I roll is a ten dollar. The next one I roll is twenty dollars. Wow. The next one I has forty dollars. Okay. So I sat down and I said I'm going to start with a hundred dollars and see where I go. So my hundred dollars I doubled to two hundred dollars immediately. Right. And I said okay, got up, cashed out. Went, walked around, see what Gina was doing. A little while later, Jerry, I went back. I took a fresh $100. Same thing. I doubled it. Wow. Got up, walked around. At this point, I was feeling myself, Jerry. My game plan was start with $100. If I double it, I leave. If it disappears, I get up and go. That was my plan. Right. Okay. But I'm feeling myself now. I'm, I'm uh, Twice I sat down and doubled my money. I said, let me go get me some beers. Let me get a shot of SoCo and Lime. <laughs> Jerry, I was walking around like I owned the Borgata. <laughs> Sat back down. Started with a fresh $100 bill. Uh, it disappeared. Quickly. Quickly. Right. Did but, you start with the same amount of bets? Uh, yeah, I was doing the same thing. Okay. That $100 went, but I did not get up. I quickly reached in for my two previous tickets, sunk them both in, and they all disappeared. <laughs> I was up two seventy five, and was suddenly down four hundred dollars. Yeah, and I texted you, "Don't give it back." Yeah. Then. Oh, there was more. Well, yeah. Then we won our baseball bet. Right. And uh, I collected that on Thursday morning when I woke up. You didn't. I did. I went and lost it. It's unbelievable, Jerry. Yeah, would you? I won one hundred and thirty-seven. Would you win? I only bet twenty dollars. Oh, oh god! <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, would you win sixty bucks or something? Sixty-eight dollars. And that went. That must well, that have gone went right really fast. Down. Yeah, it went fast. Man. Uh, hey. So yeah, I got to tell you, the the problem is the drinks. Now I know why they uh, apply, serve them. Apply people with drinks free. Yeah, because. I I didn't and I did the thing where Craig always told me, never chase, never chase. Oh, it's so easy. To I chase, immediately though. went to chase. Yeah, because you're figuring one good run and I'm good. Yeah, and there's the and I think too, having played blackjack a lot, I used to play roulette a lot. There have been times when you chase and it works, and you feel like you're just that one good run away. The problem is more times than not, it doesn't work. Right. And you give back. There was one time I remember being up, and I do agree with you, having seen Craig bet in the past, and it's all well documented now, so we're not talking out of school, having seen him bet ridiculous amounts of money, it absolutely took away when we would win four or five hundred bucks. It really did. It took away the excitement. It was like, all right, I won five hundred bucks, whatever. Right. But there were many times where I had been up four or five hundred dollars, maybe I think the most I ever gave back was up on three-card poker, believe it or not. 
I think I went up like $680 very quickly. And as fast as I went up that amount, I found myself down 150 bucks. And I remember thinking, I just gave away, you know, whatever it was. But then you sit there like, all right, well, I just need another quick run and I'll be back up 680. And I'm gonna, I think I went up from up 680 and I think I wound up losing 350. And I'm like, all right, this is enough. Yeah. And you think about it, like, I just lost $1,000. Right. You start thinking of all the things you could have bought, bought with it. Well, that's the other thing. You, It's like you live your daily life and you try to live, you know, within your means. And you say, well, I'm not going to go spend $800 on this Correct. right now. That doesn't make sense. Yet we, like, idiots go to Atlantic City and it's like you lose four or 500 bucks, like it's nothing. No, no, it is something. Yeah, but that's the other thing. Like, when you're there, what what else is there to do, you know? Not much. Not, not on, much. Not, not on a Wednesday. Well, that was the other interesting thing. So I go there on a Wednesday, and, you know, the room's very reasonable, of course. Right. But half the restaurants are closed. Even on a Wednesday? On a Wednesday, yeah. So many restaurants. Uh, and I looked, they, they kind of, uh, like on a Monday, Tuesday, these two will be closed. On a Wednesday, Thursday, these two are closed. Wow. Yeah, it was just weird. Like, I get Monday and Tuesday. I would think by Wednesday and Thursday, you got to be open in the summer. Yeah, no. Not wow. only that, when we woke up Thursday morning, the only place to get breakfast was at the buffet. Like Damn. you couldn't just go and sit down and get breakfast anywhere. How about that? That's yeah, that's surprising weird. to me. Very surprising to me. I didn't like it. Yeah, but you probably didn't like the atmosphere, right? It kind of lacked atmosphere. It lacked atmosphere. You were right. There yeah. were certain areas where there were a lot of people, like at the at the like the poker tables and the blackjack tables. Right. And I got to tell you, the high roller area was pretty busy. That's amazing to me too. But then there were a lot of areas where it was just empty. Yeah. I know. Well, let me ask you this: Do they open the pool during the week or no? Uh, you know what? It was raining when we went down. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so I don't know. I, I, I think the pool is open. Uh, during the week. Cause I know yeah. they close it in the fall and in the, in the spring. It's only a summer thing. Yeah. Which I love the Borgata pools. Absolutely love. I don't know if you ever partake in that. Yeah. I'm not a big pool person. You're not a big pool and have cocktails and just, no. Oh, I love that. But I, uh, if it was nice out, we would have done that. But, right. uh, yeah, I did. I did not do that this time cause it was raining, but. That's one yes. of my favorite things to do when we go down there. If you get a good, but the problem is you got to really stay for two nights because they close the pool early. Mm-hmm. And if you check in at four, they close the pool at six. They don't let you go to the pool until you check in. So even if you go down there at 11 a.m., sorry, no pool access. You're not checked in yet. Yeah. Which I think sucks. Yeah, it does suck. It does. It gives you like no time. And then the next day, you're checking out by 11. Oh, so what? You're going to go to the pool for two hours in the morning? Right. So it kind of stinks, but whatever. I do like it. What they've done is really cool. Yeah, but I got to tell you, I was so when I was up two hundred seventy five dollars, Jerry, I was I was walking around the shops going, "What I can, do, <laughs> I can get any expensive shirt in this place." You're making it seem like you won four grand. Yes, that's funny. That's Is what that, Gina said. She's like, "You're carrying on like you lost four thousand dollars." You know, because after I lost four hundred dollars, I was like, "You were miserable." Miserable. Yeah, I know. Well, because you start thinking back, how did I do that? Why didn't I walk away? But I did also, there was also part of me that enjoyed the the high and the cockiness that I was walking around that casino. Yeah. Now, uh, could could and you I imagine guess, if you did win seven or $8,000? Jerry, I had, I had $400 in cash. I mean, I was just walking around like I was like, what, what's that uh, What's that Miller Lite cost? $4? Here you go. Peeling <laughs> off the 20s. <laughs> Keep the change. Meanwhile, I have no doubt. 
my last five dollars i had to pay parking to leave <laughs> that was the last five dollars i had in my pocket talk about a high and a oh. low <laughs> you're like borrowing money to pay the parking really unbelievable gina you have any of that italian money i'll use yeah. that if i have to <laughs> give me some of those euros that's so funny <laughs> then uh, one other thing i observed on my vacation jerry have you ever been in a restaurant where when they bring over dessert they bring over a tray of fake desserts yes i have how do they make those? I, I don't know, to be quite honest with you. And here's what I made. What I was thinking about with it. This was at the Avon Pavilion on the boardwalk in Avon uh, by the sea. Right. It made me think, I wonder if this comes as a package deal. Like you order from the dessert place and they send you all of the desserts. that, the, And then they also send you the plastic version of the desserts. Right. Then it made me think, well, these aren't fresh desserts. They're clearly made by a company that also makes fake desserts. You know what I mean? Like the fake That's plastic possible. version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That's interesting. Yeah. How about that? But I, I mean, feel- someone's got to make them. Or I was thinking like, or are those actual desserts that then get like um, some sort of spray coating on it that seals it as a, as a so like, it won't deteriorate. Like crystallizes them. Yeah. That's possible too. I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. To I probably that. should have asked uh, my waiter. There's no way he'd know. I, this guy was pretty knowledgeable about the place. The waiter, though. Yeah, like Maybe. if I would have said, "Sir, do, <laughs> does this come as a package deal? You order from the place, and they give you the plastic versions of the well, dessert." I am planning on going to Atlantic City in a few weeks. When okay. I do, I will try and remember to ask that question. If that. If you get itself. a plastic uh, dessert. Yes. Oh, a couple other things, Jerry. Bobby Flay's not there anymore. Really? Yeah. What's is there something in its place or is it just closed down? Yeah, they they uh they and I Googled it. They they did not renew their deal with Bobby Flay. They have their own B prime uh steakhouse and it's oh fine. okay. Looks exactly like Bobby Flay. Got it. Just I went to place. that um to the Italian place. Angeline's. Yeah, I like that place. I just it is. I the it. problem I have with that is I find the food too heavy. Yeah, you got yeah, you got to be careful. So the place I like to go to when we go down there is the Japanese place. Closed when I went. Oh. So that would have been disappointing because I like getting the yes. sushi and the and the, the rolls and yes. And they have the Sapporo you drink. I, we like to sit at the bar actually and eat. Yeah. And it's just it's much lighter and you just you're yes. ready to go. That's what I wanted to do. Yeah. Some of those meals closed, are too Jerry. much, man. Jerry, what if I spent my whole vacation to go down there and it was closed? Well, then I would tell you that you should have looked into it first. There was no good entertainment there. No, not during midweek. I know. I did. I did the midweek thing. What about what about a comedy show? Eh, not into it. I wasn't into it. I was too busy losing four hundred dollars. I understand. You know. What so I you mean, basically right? went there. Spent, so just to be clear, you went there, spent money in a room, mm-hmm. spent money on food and drink. Mm-hmm. And lost your shirt gambling. And then handed them more money, yes. Yeah, that sounds like a great night. Yeah, no, it was good. <laughs> it was uh, really terrific. Did you have the drive of shame as you were leaving? Uh, Kind of, because I woke up that morning and cashed in my uh, Yankee and Met bet. Right. And then re- sent that away. And that was it. Yeah, I had. I tried to, I tried to leave with an attitude of uh, I did have fun. I was I was so cocky. I was walking around feeling like a big gambler. Right. So I did have fun doing that and then losing it all. All right. Felt sad. And uh, at, the, 
at the end of the day, you didn't lose thousands of dollars. I don't so. lose thousands of dollars. And I have to look at it like, had I gone to a concert, it would have cost me 400 bucks. You're right. You're 100% right about that. And this was entertaining. Yep. Understood. And it was fun. I hear you. I ran. In, I did run into a couple of people. Oh, I ran into a woman, Jerry, who works at Whole Foods. Okay. Who's a listener to the podcast. How cool. She's not on social media. She was very excited. We took a photo in the seafood department. Okay. She told me she... Uh, I think she told me she decided to come work at Whole Foods because you and I were talking about how we like Whole Foods or something. Or maybe wow. I was yelling about Whole Foods or something. Look at us. But she's got the Bobby Approved app now on her phone. She said, you and Jerry change lives and you don't realize it. We don't even realize That's it. That's what she said. That's You know what? That just made my day. It's nice, right? She that just made nice. my day. She was very nice. Um, so you've got someone coming to clean your basement, Jerry? Not clean my basement. They're coming to fix the compressor that broke. Oh, fix the compressor. You I'm cleaning your the basement. basement. Yes, I did a lot of it last night. As soon as I'm done here, I have to continue. Yeah. They sh- they were supposed to be here to fix the compressor between 8 and noon, I believe. So okay. they're still not here. Right. Um, and so, which is why I'm home. Um, and yeah, and then tomorrow, if everything goes well, going to go take in a Nationals-Mariners game in D.C. To wow. Off, to knock off another ballpark. Oh, nice. When so, will you leave for that? Tomorrow. Some point tomorrow. For yeah. tomorrow night's game. Yeah, 7 wow. o'clock tomorrow night. I'm going to take my dad and my two boys and uh, a little road trip for a day. That's why oh, I'm that's not working nice. tomorrow and Wednesday, yes. I got Peter Schwartz. Peter Schwartz, yes. He's very excited. All he was right. so upset when I called him last night to see if he was available this morning. Yeah. So I could kind of do this all through the night. Uh, he was disappointed he was already at work. <laughs> oh, okay. So I said, that's not going to work. All right, so, so I got Peter Schwartz for the warm-up tomorrow. Yes, and he's very excited about Peter it. Peter Schwartz. Exactly. All right, Jerry, then you go take care of business. Uh, enjoy Washington, D.C. Will do. I will see you Thursday. And we'll see you Thursday. You got it, man. Sue! Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Have something to say? We'll answer the phone. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook. Better odds and favorable prices. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. 
don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, here we go. Monday, Monday, Monday. Read all your newspapers. What is up? It's the warm-up show. Everybody's back. Well, sort of. The Eddie Scazzeri, I can't see you, but good to see you as always, and... Well, well, well. Al Trevor Dukes, you are back from about a week and a half off. I can see you on the screen. You look tanned, refreshed, ready. What's up, man? Oh, hi, Jerry. Where are you? Oh, dude. You know what? <laughs> basement flooded out again. Your basement flooded. What do you got down there? A hot tub? You got you and the oh, family? This was a compressor from the air conditioner. And oh. I'll tell you one thing. I am lucky I came downstairs to check on something last night at about oh, 645 to find all the water, because otherwise it would still be probably flooding water out. So I was up until 11 o'clock ripping up a brand new carpet that I just put down and a brand new floor that I just put down, and here we are. How do you get? I always wonder how people get water out of their basement. They just take big buckets like old school in cartoons where you take a bucket <laughs> and then go up the stairs and throw it out on the lawn. <laughs> no, it's, uh, well, for one, it's not that deep. It's literally just like a layer of water that's oh. just saturated the rug so then you got to rip the rug up and then the wet vac oh you need a wet vac yeah so i have a five five gallon or ten i have this big wet vac you it just suck soaks up, all up the, water yes sucks and up then all. that's awesome i have a sump pump in the basement so once the bucket gets full you go dump it and come right back and start over oh, okay terrible dude hmm. just terrible how about this don't put a carpet down there just <laughs> well but the floor still has flooring. to get ripped up no but the floor has to get ripped up because you have water under the floor what about just cement because it's ugly. Old school. Go old school uh, I, basement. Just cement, Jerry. Well, With I will tell you. stuff that people put down in their garages. That's cool. All right. So uh, that's actually not a bad idea. So this office area where I'm in that I've created down here, which actually I enjoy. I think it's nice. I could do that. I could paint it like a garage floor, I suppose. It's just so much nicer. with a f- You know what's not supposed to happen? Water heaters busting like it did and having a compressor that was just put in five weeks ago breaking. So you had two mishaps down there in your basement yeah. flooding yeah. you out. All right. Terrible, 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 terrible. All right, Jerry. Well, maybe we'll uh, see you when then you're off tomorrow and you're off Wednesday. <sighs> yes. So I got a few days to actually get this can you know figured out, and they're coming to repair everything today. So, so we ain't seeing you uh, in studio till Thursday. Right, but not nearly all as right. long as you were awake. Because I feel like I haven't seen you in two That's weeks. That's true. I've been gone, Jerry. I didn't uh, really do all that much. So, uh, but we'll cover all that stuff on the podcast later on. I'm no sure. problem. Just quickly, nor did yeah. I get an invite. I mean, you're off for nine days, and I get one. True. Invite. Yeah. That's a good point. Okay. That's fair. It's a fair point. Jerry. Time's running out, Al. <laughs> well, I saw you at the Flegelman wedding, so I feel like we uh, we connected there. Yeah, I suppose. You said you were going to invite me and Eddie over this summer, and it's now July 11th. Well, Eddie was gone, so I, I, I will have everyone over. Uh, <laughs> okay. The end of July. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you Woo! say, I won't hold my breath. <laughs> Jerry, I am pumped up for Mets Braves tonight. Yeah. How about this? A battle of Maxes. Yeah, Max Fried, Max Scherzer. Max Fried, Max Scherzer. Two guys whose ERAs are in the low twos. How about that? So maybe we'll get another boar fest like yesterday. <laughs> Although this is probably one of those games where you get like way too many hits and runs that will throw everybody off. Being like final score is 7-5. Yeah, and neither, right. neither Max will be in the mix for the win. You could be right. I mean, yesterday lived up to the billing with Alcantara and Walker, but you're right. Sometimes when you... You build it up, all of a sudden it crashes and burns very quickly. Yeah, but I'm with you. Happens for a regular season series. This might be as uh, I don't want to say that. This is about 
as big a series, I think, in the regular season, I think the Mets have had in a very long time. Is this for... three-game series, Jerry? Yeah, I believe it's three. Yeah. Okay, Braves, then the Braves again Tuesday, Jerry. Then I'm looking at Wednesday. The Wednesday's that afternoon game. Yep. Right? You're right. Yeah. Then the Mets go to Chicago to play the Cubs. The Cubs. The goal Cubbies. All We're right, having so, a tough, tough season. So we've got to take uh, two of three from the Braves. Uh, yeah, I would say two of three would be beneficial. Yes. That would be nice. Don't get don't, swept and don't lose two of three. Right. Don't get swept. No, that would be brutal. Although I feel like we're already, go- I'm already going in with low expectations. Going, you always get have swept. low expectations. That's true. I'm trying to be pumped up for this one though, because Max Scherzer's on the mound tonight. Yeah, and you should be. I mean, like I said, when you look at what, for one, the the start the Mets got out to that ten game lead, they played great baseball. They've played not bad baseball the last month or so, but very average baseball. And the Braves have been on eight. Even yesterday, they win. And I know they're playing the crappy Nationals. I got it. But they're losing the game 3-1 in the eighth inning. Austin Riley hits the home run. And then Austin Riley in the 12th inning wins it. It's like they find different ways to win. And you saw who they signed. Robinson Cano. Wouldn't it be fitting for Robbie Cano? I know he was playing in the minor leagues for this for the um, for the Padres organization, but you know he will find his way in the lineup in a big spot in the next three days somewhere, and will either look like Robbie Cano at the Mets and strike out, or he will burn them. We better strike his ass out. Agreed. You're right, Robbie You're right. Cano. That was so awesome when I saw it. I was like, oh, this is going to be so awesome when we strike out Robbie Cano in a key spot of the game. But you do you remember the question you had when he signed and he was wearing that the SpongeBob jersey? Yeah. <laughs> and you said, why bother? Yeah, why bother? This is why. Because he felt like he could still play. I don't know what he did in the minor leagues, but clearly it was at least good enough for another team to take a chance on him. And so now he's got another opportunity. So SpongeBob uniform and all, this is why you do it. And they said the Mets are still paying his – so, like, yeah. the Mets could pay him to beat them in one of these games. Well, Sure. Yeah, that when you when you designate a guy for assignment and he doesn't accept it, or then you however it worked, yeah, and then the Padres picked him up. Yeah, you're paying. Baseball contracts are guaranteed. Someone's got to pay it. I uh, on Saturday I watched the Keith Hernandez uh, retirement thing. How awesome! I thought it was great. Yep, I agree. I didn't know why Mike Piazza was there. They dragged that Mike Piazza out to every well, because, single thing they do because his numbers retired. Well, Lottie freaking die. Well, but there's only a, there's a select few, so you want as many of them there on hand as you can. He didn't even know what to say about Keith Hernandez. He didn't play with him. He's like, <laughs> uh, Keith, I uh, I also have a number retired. <laughs> I'm sure Gary Carter would have uh, you know loved to be I here. I know. I I forget. Did you see any of? Did you watch the game as well? I did. The, I thought the coverage was awesome, and I forget. This is right up your alley. Gelbs had an interview with one of his, oh, God, one of the former pitchers, and I forget who it is right now. And he was talking about while Keith Hernandez was in another suite, they kept showing pictures or, you know, video of Hernandez in a suite, talking, yapping, and having a good time. And I, I, it's killing me that I forget who it was. And he basically was talking about how once Hernandez got there, how he held guys accountable. And when he couldn't get a bunt down, Hernandez, Hernandez would be waiting for him on the top step, be like, what the F was that? And it would make him go practice bunting. He goes, that's how he held you accountable. He goes, he was just a great leader. And watching him, and he was with Gary and Ron for a little while in the booth, I mean, you genuinely just felt awesome for the guy. Yeah, and then I, when I was watching that, I was like, do I see any current guys this happening to them in the future? And I didn't. I don't know why. Like, I just see current players as not playing as long 
not performing consistently as long. It just sure. it seems like a throwback dude. And well, I think Pete Alonso right now is on track if his career path continues and he stays here. I think if Jacob Degrom ever pitches consistently, he's on track. But you're right, there's not a lot of guys because you bring so many different guys in. Yeah, and like, but is Pete Alonso like that great of a first baseman, or he's just out there, you know? Well, you keep hitting a, 50 home runs. Are you kidding? You know, but I'm saying like uh, defensively, like Hernandez. He's okay. Right. Yeah, but but remember, Keith Hernandez, who was, for me, arguably one of the best first basemen I've ever seen. I mean, Mattingly to me, I've always said this, Mattingly is probably the best first baseman I ever saw, and Hernandez is right there with him. Um, but if you look at their power numbers, Keith Hernandez doesn't compare to what Alonzo could be, and I don't know if he'll get there. But when you look at Alonzo's career so far, these first few years, he looks like he could be a 500 home run guy. You know, Hernandez didn't do that. So what Alonzo might lack fielding, he's going to make up for offensively. And you know this too about baseball. It's all about your stats. If it was if it was about fielding more than stats, Keith Hernandez and Don Mattingly should be first ballot Hall of Famers and neither one's in. I know like when, you, when they make a highlight package for somebody's retirement or a jersey thing, you know, they... Of course, they're picking plays out of a long career. Sure. But, man, he had some crazy plays at first base, uh, Keith Hernandez. How about the plays he made when guys squared, and he would come charging in, or even when a pitcher was up, and he would stand literally, I don't know, 25 feet from home. Play. Those guys can pull back and slash. And he had no fear. And I'll tell you, no one played the bunt better than him. He was, he was great. He, he was probably, again, that was like the mid-'80s. For me, I was 11, 12 years old. That's when I really got into it. And I I just loved watching him. And I love watching Mattingly. I thought those two were just awesome. Yeah, and it was cool that Mattingly was the manager. Yes. You know, that was the whole the whole thing just worked out great. He was kind of crying a little bit. A he was emotional. Emotional. He was emotional. Although, as he said to Gary, you know, Gare, I didn't cry. Right. <laughs> no, you were close, though. <laughs> he was close. He was close. He did not cry. I didn't realize Keith Hernandez had so many daughters. I didn't. I, I didn't either. Actually, to be quite honest, I, right? didn't, I didn't know he had any. <laughs> Very attractive daughters, Eddie. Uh, uh, Jerry. <laughs> hi. No problem, Rob. Uh, Ed Lynch, by the way, was I'm getting texts. I got about five text messages. Ed Lynch it was. That was the um, the pitcher they were talking, oh, the okay. Gels was talking to. Ed Lynch. Yep. By the way, we mentioned him, Pete Alonzo. That guy's not even starting the All-Star game. What's up with that? <laughs> but he's in the All-Star game. I know he's not starting. Paul Goldschmidt? Paul Goldschmidt's having a great season. I don't even... I believe Paul Goldschmidt, but I believe Paul Goldschmidt is an MVP candidate. I guess he is. Yes. <laughs> well, that sucks for but Pete still Alonso. Ma- but he's still going to be there. He he's part is. of it. He is still going to be there. That's okay. <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> he's no Keith Hernandez. Yes. He is no Keith Hernandez, Jerry. I just, you know what? The Mets get beaten up for a lot and have for years and years and years. And there's no doubt in my mind that with Steve Cohen taking over, they have really started to do a lot of things the right way. And this was one day on Saturday that you can sit there and say, my, I, I thought it was top shelf start to finish, and they did a great job with the entire thing, even if Mike Piazza was there and you don't like that. And I like that the seven line was there. They were yes. giving out, everyone was wearing mu- fake mustaches out there. They had one. There was, because they kept panning to the crowd, and you might have seen this, you might have not. They, they were showing at one point all the fake mustaches, which was funny. There was one, a person had it on. I first thought it was real. And then I realized, oh, my God, that's a woman. 
Like, that's how good it looked. Yeah, some of those mustaches were nice. You know, oddly, my supermarket sells fake mustaches. How many have you bought? I haven't bought any, but I've seen them, and I'm like, I should buy these fake mustaches one day. It'd be fun. I'll wear one. Just show up. Well, we should have done it today. I didn't even think of it. I'm thinking of it now. I guess I could take permanent marker and scribble it on my face. No, you don't do that. But like the fake mustache is fun, and then they and that, for whatever reason, like it's in the middle of like the baking aisle. There's just like an a, a thing of fake mustache. Baking aisle. Well, you know, like they in the supermarkets in the middle of the aisles, they have like clips. They have things hanging off of clips. That oh just yeah, yeah, randomly. yeah. I know what you're saying. Yep. Yeah, fake mustaches. So I have an idea. Why don't we pick out a random day, like a big day in, in Keith Hernandez history? And you can come in with fake hair and a fake mustache. All right. Just to see what that would look like. That would look attractive. Do you think you would look like Al Dukes from the nineteen early 1990s? Uh, well, I couldn't grow a mustache in the oh. 90s. Okay. But, uh, yeah. But I How did about hair. Right, jet black hair wig? Yeah, yeah like a curly mustache. hair uh, thing. Yeah. And, and by the way, Keith Hernandez did all this while he was smoking. I remember there. Remember he used to smoke. In the dugout. Yeah. I mean, a different game, clearly. But, yes, he used to smoke in the dugout. That guy would suck down some Marlboros and go out there and (laughs) snag a a play at first. Did it hit a uh, key double into the gap? Yes, he did. (laughs) There's no doubt. Now, was he he the the reason for the hot foot because he was smoking in the dugout and they had the cigarette? Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. You drive because that, if you remember the 1986 video, yeah, a year to remember. God, it's amazing. I remember the name of the video. Um, that was a key part of that video was the fun they were having in the dugout with the hot foot and putting guys, you know, feet on fire. Right. They would just like light uh, Roger McDowell, or Roger McDowell was the one lighting feet on he fire. He was the prankster. Yeah. He was the prankster. Absolutely. That was a lot of fun. That team, for as crazy as they were, that team was a lot of fun. Yeah. They were a lot of fun. So, well, you know what? Weird weekend for the Mets. They go two and two, but Hernandez had his day on Saturday, and now you've got the stanking Braves coming up later tonight in Atlanta. And you know what? Real quick before we go to break, they are dying for the Mets to come in. And not only that, Sal Licata's Twitter feed, if the Braves overtake them this week, boy, oh, boy, I feel bad. Because yeah, they, they pound him now. Do you imagine what it's like if the Braves actually take over first place? He's going to be doing a lot of blocking. Ha! <laughs> He's Block. a good he's a good blocker. That is true. <laughs> All right, quick break. Five sixteen, soon to be five seventeen. We are just getting started. It's Alan Jerry. We've got lots to do. I haven't even touched on the Yankees weekend and what they did last night. Sunday night baseball in Boston. All that and more, and then Boomer and Geo on a summer Monday on the fan. I hate when these songs do <laughs> <laughs> I hear a song on the radio. Then I, I go, know oh, that'll be good bumper music. I know. Then I go to play it, and they're doing some artistic stuff in the beginning. Well, you got to do the. You got to do the. You got to pound the the, the the drum, the drumsticks. Yeah, you got to count them in, Jerry. That's it. I actually thought real. You know what I found interesting? So, Alan Jerry till six. I don't know why, but I got caught in the um, in the what do they call it the rabbit hole, the wormhole of um, watching you know concert videos. I guess it was Friday afternoon for a little while. I don't I have no idea why. And I was watching one of the latest um, Chili Peppers concert where they played in Brazil, I think. And then I saw a Foo Fighters concert from I think it was Madison Square Garden last year or before the pandemic. I forget one, but relatively recently. And I don't know why, but it just struck me as. 
It's amazing to think when you watch them, you take it for granted how easy it is that they just play their songs. And I'm thinking, God, they're live. If if the drummer's off just a little bit, if the guitarist is off just a little bit, the singer's off key, it throws everything off. It really goes to show just how unbelievable they are as performers. I don't know why that hit me the other day, but I thought it was interesting. And at least one of them's smoking weed or... Yeah, and they could be slightly off, and it yeah. throws everything off. Yeah. But in this case, both were pretty good. Both work. Uh, there was an odd story about Zach Wilson that came out this weekend. Did you see this, Jerry? <laughs> so <laughs> I kind of woke up to it because yeah. a bunch of people tweeted at us. So explain to me, what he's dating his mom's friend? No, there's still some confusion as to which it is. So Zach Wilson, this is according to his ex-girlfriend, by the way. Oh, his ex-girlfriend put this out there. Yeah. Mm. So he was either sleeping with his mom's best friend. Right. Or his best friend's mom. Wait, time out. Yeah, there, there's, been, there's some confusion. Friend. The way she wrote it, Wow. it was his mom's best friend. Oh, boy. But the way others who know the situation said she worded it wrong, it's actually Zach Wilson's best friend and roommate, his <laughs> mom. <laughs> it's just bizarre, isn't and it? And now this girl's dating... His dad? No, this <laughs> Zach Wilson's ex-girlfriend is now dating his roommate in from college. Well, that's allowed. I mean, what a world. Yeah, no kidding. And that's... You know what? When you hit the big time quick, as he kind of has, I guess this stuff happens. I well, it happens all, the, all over have, the place, actually. I'm going to have to start following his mom on Instagram again. i got to see if she's covering any of this. Oh, I you gotta... stopped, huh? Yeah, it was just too much. Too many photos? Yeah, I just uh, and I just didn't care anymore. Got it. It was interesting in the beginning. Right. I also had to unfollow 1010 Wins this week. So I saw you tweet that, and I was actually going to reply, and I, decided, I figured we were talking about it on the podcast. I agree with you. But it also goes to show, and and what what Al tweeted was that the Ten Ten Wins uh, Twitter feed might be the most depressing one out there. Yeah, you're right. But the problem with unfollowing it or whatever is that that's real life, and it is brutal. And ev- not only that, Al, how about the fact that, and this is this is amazing to me that I, I guess they're criminals for a reason, but all these guys don't realize that there are cameras everywhere. I think they do realize. I think they don't care. They're not going to get caught. And if they get caught, they throw them right back on the street. So well, what's the big deal? I guess that could be too. But I'm just these videos are just horrendous. And it kind of goes back to the whole thing about, hey, the bad news at six. News feeds are nothing but bad news. I know. It just, you know, it got me when I was like scrolling Twitter. Yeah. And I, I, I don't want all, everything is like, this grandmother was kicked in the face on the subway. This person had their head bashed in with a hammer. It's like, and then, and then after about seven of those in a row, it's a uh, breaking news. AOC has a, has a fiance. It's like, <laughs> what? I know. I know. That's got to be an incredibly difficult Twitter feed to handle. Unless you just get become like immune to it. Um. Well, I think if you work there or if you've, I think if you watch the news, Every single day. I don't think you become immune to it. I think it still angers you, but I think you're numb to some of it. Yeah. That I do think. Yeah, just um, I was just like, you know what? I need a break from this. I know it's real life, and I know I need to know what's going on, and especially in New York, but I just assume everybody I see on the street in New York might kick me in the face <laughs> or slash me or throw me into a train or a car. 
I listen, I do when I park the car now in the morning. I mean, I always used to make sure I was aware of my surroundings, but now my head is on a swivel yeah. more than it ever has been. Oh yeah. Especially remember you said what was it a couple weeks ago, the guy that was looking for unlock cars. Yeah. So I figure like that guy's got to be around somewhere. Yes. Got to keep an eye out. Right. Right in front of me. He was checking on a lot of cars. Yeah. He don't know that I'm not a cop, Jerry. There was a guy you weren't in last week on Friday, on Thursday. There was a guy that was smoking weed. I mean, whatever. I'm, I'm used to it now. Weed. Yeah. It, it, it's whatever. I'm kind of, you talk about getting numb to things. I see a guy smoking weed on a city bench just out in the open and it's, oh, okay, whatever. But he was Thursday morning. On Friday morning, there was a guy, you know, our benches right outside our front door? Yeah. Passed out. He had, he must have had three suit, uh, suitcases of luggage, but just passed out. And I'm thinking, if this guy gets up and runs at me, there's nowhere to go. Yeah. So you're going to have to grab one of his luggage and throw it at his legs. <laughs> right. Or hit him upside the head with it. Yeah. But yeah, it's, 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 it's unnerving. It is. It yeah, is. It is unnerving. Jerry, I'm only going to bring in positive vibes from here on out. I, I don't need that. negative news. No, but positive that's what it vibes, is. Jerry. Right, I but, want positive vibes. So then start a positive news Twitter feed. I, don't I mean, you've got time. <laughs> Jerry, with what time? The Bradley Beach Good News at 5. All right. By Al Dukes. You've got your own network. Well, that's what the kind of News 12 does sometimes do good news, but. Oh. And you're not interested in it, are you? No, I am interested in oh, it. Oh, okay. I am. I was going to say that's the problem with good news. People aren't really. Yeah. Like, how many times, aside from like a parade or a championship, if you think about the front page of a newspaper, out of 365 days, give me a percentage you think it's negative. 90. Has to be. Yeah. You're trying to sell the paper. I suppose. Un unfortunately. Uh, here's some good news, Jerry. Jose Trevino. Trevino. Yeah. Trevino. Trevino. Jose Trevino. Jose Trevino is an all-star. Congratulations. Robert. He seemed uh, legitimately surprised. And uh, thrilled. The guy's a Yankee and an all-star. You know what's so funny about that, though? Enough, but interesting, rather. Not not funny. Was when Aaron Boone, about two weeks ago, after Trevino had a good game, said the guy should be an all-star this year. That's how well he's played. And my first thought was I, I kind of chuckled a little bit. We all bit. had a good laugh, Jerry. Well, no, it wasn't. Yeah, maybe. You might have. I, But I, I did think it was sort of, I don't know, I just thought he was throwing it out there, kind of just supporting his own guy. I also didn't think he would be an all-star at the moment. And then you remember you and I started looking at the guy's numbers and more so what catchers in the American League he was up against. And, and we said at that time, you know what? This guy's got a chance. So you know what? Hey, Jose Trevino. Hey, good for hey, you. Hey, good for you. Yes. And you know who sucks now? The Frenchman, Jameson Tyon. I thought of that. What when, is he uh, doing, Jerry? Uh, well, he gave us some home runs last night. But yeah. they lost that game. There were two pop-ups that DJ LeMayhew called for and didn't get and they were incredibly difficult plays the first one i think was the sixth inning when chapman was in let off the inning and i really for the life of me can't understand why he called off judge and i don't i don't know if judge could have got there or not but my god he's trying for this contorting catch ball over his head and so he missed that one and that kind of opened up the door to where then chapman walked a couple of guys and they wind up scoring the run and then the next inning he had another one and it was just, yeah, he had a tough time. But you're right. Tyone, not great, had a 4 nothing lead, and it evaporated very quickly. 
Yeah, they were up, uh, I think, 6-1 at one six point. 6-2, I think six it was. 6-2, yeah. and uh, as the Red Sox were scoring, the the announcer's like, oh, they're chipping away here. That, as if, like, yeah, they'll make the game respectable, the Red Sox. You know, they won't get blown out. They'll keep it close. And then they 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 win 11-6. Yeah, they scored the last nine runs. Yeah. Right, they scored the last nine <laughs> runs. Yes. Nine on it. I was looking at the, the, some of these statistics about Tyone. 27 runs over 35 and two-thirds innings. In his last seven starts, yeah. Well, he was what the hell? he was what nine the hell? and he was nine and one. All right, he had pitched well, but also had the benefit of a lot of good offense. Um, but the last few starts have not been good. That is very true, and he's given up a lot of runs. So your French guy better get moving here because they need him. No, so, they play the Reds starting tomorrow. Yes, they should sweep. They the Reds. suck, right? The, the Reds. Reds are not good. Yes. And at Yankee Stadium, too, by yes, the way. Yes, Yankee Stadium. I think we gave tickets away to that. We did. Filled with Boomer and Geo fans. I do. It might be. Um, the one thing about, before you talk about the Reds, yeah, this is the one thing that makes you love Aaron Boone. When Stanton gets, I guess it was called out on that strike, that inside pitch, he loses his mind. And while you don't see good manager-umpire arguments anymore, he gets his money's worth. He gets thrown out from the dugout for yelling and screaming at the umpire, and he wasn't wrong, by the way. And then once he gets tossed, he goes out there, and he's got the F-bombs flying. He's right in the face of the umpire. He really backs his play. I could see why the players like him. Yeah, why are you allowed to, if you get thrown out from the dugout, why are you allowed to come onto the field and yell at the umpire? Well, you've got a couple minutes where you have to exit, apparently. I think, yeah, they should be like, as soon as you're tossed, wherever you are, you can't move forward. Well, I think the only way you could do that would be if you put an automatic suspension in for coming on the field at that point. Which, Ooh, not for nothing. I like that, Jerry. You know what, though? They've taken away... Think about baseball in our day and what we like. The Earl Weavers of the day. The Billy Martins Louis that would Pinella. go out... Yes, that would go out there and raise hell. And that part of the game, as other parts of the game, have really disappeared for the most part because of replay. Well, at least balls and strikes is one opportunity where you can kind of get into it with the umpire. And if he's going to throw you out, you've got a chance to go give him a piece of your mind. That's true. That's okay. Especially, and I don't know, see, in, I know in um, in Fenway, they show you the TV screens. And if you're watching the game, you can see they got the screens that show you what's going on in the bullpen. I don't know this, but my guess would be they've got a feed of the game on too. So he also might have the benefit of seeing the box and seeing how many times these guys are off. And at some point, if they're wrong, they're wrong, and you got to go tell them about it. But you know what? Aaron Boone, man, he gets into an umpire like nobody else. <laughs> this is really fun to watch. So Now, I saw the the Yankees are tr- they're like, oh, Yankees are looking to deal Joey Gallo. Who who would take him? Nobody wants him. Right. Nobody wants him. But you can, it doesn't, you can try. You know what you do? You take someone's struggling player for your struggling player and hope that things change. Yeah, I mean, the Braves did take uh, uh, what's Robbie, Cano. Robbie Cano. Yeah, absolutely. You never know. Changes. Listen, Joey Gallo in Texas was not a good player, but he was a much better home run hitter, and he drove in runs. He also batted around 202-203. What he's doing this year is not even cl- – I think when they got him, the idea was, listen, hit home runs, short porch and right, Bat us 215, and we'll be fine. The problem is he's batting 160, and he's not hitting home runs. So he's been better than this, even though this is not good and that wasn't good, but he's been better than this. So maybe another team sees what he did in Texas and says, you know what, it didn't work in New York. Maybe he couldn't handle New York. Maybe we'll get him here, and he'll hit 30 home runs for us. I don't know. I mean, you got to you gotta at least try. Yeah. 
So, and I do, I have seen the rumors about Benintendi, the former Red Sox. Yeah. Um, I think that would be a good move, but we shall see. All right, quick break. 25 in front of six. We are flying through the hour. Al and Jerry until the top. Boomer and Geo are back then right here on The Fan. Ah, the good old Wallflower is on a Monday. Some would call me and you Wallflowers from the wedding a week and a half ago, Al. Me, you, and Sal didn't get up and move, but that's okay. Is that what a wall? I never knew what a Wallflower was. I always assumed that's what it was. That you just kind of... Like, we did everything to avoid dancing at the Flegelman wedding. No, there was really nothing to do. It just said I wasn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I don't know. I would have at a couple of different points, but uh, we never did, and so be it. We had yeah. a good time, though, and you were talked about a lot last week, as you can imagine. Oh, really? How so, Jerry? Just very impressed that, A, you went to the wedding, and, nope. B, the fact that Gina got all <laughs> on the same day. This is the uh, this fascinates me about air travel. I always talk about this when I'm coming back from Rutgers. You know how I can be sitting there at 9 p.m. in uh, you know East Lansing, Michigan, and I'll be on the air and ready to go at 5 a.m. in New York City? Yes, yeah, very strange. This, though, takes it to another level. The same day of that wedding, Gina was in Italy. Right, she had breakfast in Italy and then had dinner at the wedding. And there was eating prime rib at the Flegelman wedding. <laughs> yes, very strange when you That's think crazy, about it. That's crazy, isn't it? Oh, yes, Jerry. Still cool, though. Oh, yes. Uh, this is a, a non-sports thing, but I think it's, I actually think it's genius, Jerry. No matter, no matter where you stand on Roe v. Wade, Jerry, this is a fun story. Okay. A woman in Texas. That's by the way, I don't think those words have yeah. ever been spoken before. Right, but he but here I do have a fun story for okay. you. Okay. A woman in Texas, a pregnant woman in Texas, she's fighting an HOV lane ticket that she got, claiming that with the reversal of Roe v. Wade, it means that the fetus in her uh uterus tray is a person. And thus, she had two people in the car. I like it. I think that's a great <laughs> argument. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's creative. Very creative. Because in a way, the baby's present, but not present. Right. That's a weird one. A, I think it's a good one. She said the, that the that the, the courts thus said that that is a human being. Right. Therefore, there were two human beings in that car. That is true. In the HOV lane. That is true. By the way, I'm all for uh, letting uh, pregnant women uh, drive the HOV lane. Give them a break. Give them a break. I agree. Because if you ever noticed, I know you don't go to Kohl's all that often or places like that. or even I think even Walmarts have it. Or I know Target does, too. I believe there are, in certain parking lots... There are favorable yes. lanes for expecting moms. Correct. They go uh, mothers uh, with children or uh, mothers expecting children. Yeah, that's right. So listen, let's make it a law. But now, now, hold. Well, never mind. This is a different conversation. <laughs> what? Well, I was going to say, at what point? I mean, oh, I, you could really claim at any point. Then no. Well, I think as long as you have a pregnancy test with you, you can uh, get out of your ticket. Well, I mean, that's how I would do it. Then you're going to have fake pregnancy tests being sold. <laughs> right. I'd take one. Not, you I'm in the HOV lane. One. I'm Al. I used to be Alice. Right. It's 2022. <laughs> Men could get pregnant. I suppose you could. And Who I knows? I could prove it with my pregnancy test and ride the HOV lane. Well, you know what? 
I said I never thought I'd hear those words or never yeah. heard them before. That was a fun story. You're right. Yeah. I hope she, I hope that she gets out of her ticket. Me too. And you know how Boomer likes to do birthday shout-outs, Jerry? He does them in the CBS Sports Minutes or Odyssey Sports Minutes. Yes. He goes, birthday shout-out to John Elway. Yeah. How about this one? Birthday shout-out. Octomom, Jerry. She turns 47 today. Is she really? Happy birthday to Octomom. Wait, time out. She was the internet sensation. How long ago? Octomom. Did she have those eight kids? When she had, well, she had, uh, yeah, Octo, Jerry, means eight. I know that. I, I'm Octo so, mom. <laughs> so when was that? Let me uh, Wikipedia Octo mom, Jerry, and see when if this whole thing went down. If she's 47 now, those kids got to be. 2009, she had uh, her eight babies. So, third, so she was 34. Yeah. So those kids are 13 now. Wow. Yeah, she's got eight 13-year-olds, and you think you have a bad. Boy, time fly. Yeah, you know what's interesting, though, about that? I would think as they get older, they're going to look out for one another. The Octo babies? I would think so, yeah. I mean, it's. I think raising teenagers is clearly not an easy thing to do. I think raising teenage girls is very difficult as well. And I don't know what the what the splits are. You want to know what the <laughs> breakdown is of the eight babies? Yeah, I don't know how many girls and boys they have. I would never never watched that show, but I was aware of it and aware of the story. Um, but I would think they help as much as it's difficult. Looking out for one another, making sure. I, I would think. I don't know. I would think that though, if they're close, and you would think. At least some of them would be, right? I would think so, Jerry. Got to be Man. close with your eight brothers and sisters. Isn't that a lot of pressure as you grow up? Like, who's the successful one? Who makes more money? Which one's the loser of the group if yeah. there is one? Who's the octo loser? That's got to be tough growing up. Who's the... Like, I'd, I'd like to be middle of the road. Octo, like, I'd like to be... Eh, like a four or five best child of the octos. Why are you always like mediocrity? Yes, no one's looking out. No one's, no one's. Uh, you know, if you're really good, people want to criticize you. If you're really bad, you get mocked. You're in the middle. But you want, but you're octo baby. This is what I don't get about you, though. You love the attention. You love a story about you. You like being the star. Therefore, you want to be the best. It, oh, being mediocre. A, eh. If I was one of these octo babies, as soon as I got old enough to do interviews, I'd be like, "Well, someone interview me. I'm an octo <laughs> baby. I'll tell you what it's like to have." A, Seven you're going to put brothers and sisters, your contact information right yeah. on Twitter, or you'll pin that tweet. Yeah. For interview ops. Follow <laughs> me on Twitter. Octo Al. Octo Al. <laughs> you're what? One of three, right? I'm one of three. In yeah. the middle. I'm in the middle. Yep. So that's exactly what you want to be. Yeah. Wasn't the smartest. Fine for you. I'm right in the middle. Mm. We're two sisters, right? You didn't have any brothers growing no up. No brothers. I hear you. Jerry, here's a 1980s football reference uh, that works with uh, a team in the NFL in 2022. Okay. The Panthers, now that they've got uh, Baker Mayfield, which uh, went down while I was on vacation. Correct. They now have two quarterbacks drafted in the top three of the same draft. Yeah, Mayfield and, uh, and Sam Darnold, one and three. One and three. Now, it happened one other time, Jerry. Did it really? Yes, it did. 1980, the Raiders. Jim Plunkett? Jim Plunkett was one. Who was the other? Dan Pastorini. Oh, okay. I did not. from the Oilers. I didn't realize Pastorini was that high of a draft pick. Oh, yeah, Jerry. I didn't know that. Dan Pastorini, he was the man. And I know you love him. I know that. 
I love him just because he played for the Oilers and the Raiders. Right. Two of the greatest franchises in the NFL history. And think of now, the Oilers are no longer in Houston and that gone. sucks. And the Raiders are now in Vegas. Boy, I things know, have changed. It sucks, Jerry. I know. Very different. Ticked Very me different. off. Yeah, but, I know. By the way, with the um, uh, Mets Braves tonight, has Starling Marte been put on the injured list? Well, or he's no? he's got. Uh, I know McCann, I know James McCann was. Yeah, he's got an oblique injury, McCann. Right. And that was weird the other night watching the game because for the SNY guys to have no idea for a good length of time, they had no idea what was going on. They saw Marte get pinch hit for, and then they saw him going to the clubhouse with the trainer. And it was even like the next inning. Gary comes back from commercial, like you know, we still have no word on what's wrong with Starling Marte. I didn't see. You know what? I got to check that. I know McCann went on the IL. I'm not sure about Marte. I yeah, can check that. I haven't seen that uh, any update on him, but his uh, groin hurts, Jerry. Yeah, no, no. I and that's not fun. And he's going to the All Star game with Jeff McNeil and your guy Pete Alonso, by the way. Um, and I, you know, when you switch teams, to me, is there anything better? Because I think when you move into a new situation or to a new team, I would think there's a lot of pressure to perform because you got new surroundings, new fans, new teammates. How cool is it to be somewhere in the first year you perform well enough to go to the All-Star game? That's, that's awesome. awesome. That, that's kind of neat. Yeah. And by the did you see the Contreras brothers are both in the All-Star game? Who do they play for? So you got Wilson Contreras. He he's with the Cubs. He's going to be a starter, and his brother William Contreras, who is with the Atlanta Braves, he was added as a reserve. I think he. I think, and I'm not sure about this. I think he took the spot of Bryce Harper, who's out because of the broken finger. I still like the baseball All Star game. It's all well. Here's what I like. I like the the pomp and circumstance and the pregame festivities. I like seeing the guys lined up and introduced, and then I like the first inning. And then I'm kind of I'm good. Yeah, I guess. I used to love the All-Star game when I was a kid. The whole game, though? Yeah, the whole game. Really? See, I always yeah. liked the first few innings, and then I kind of checked out. Yeah, I always loved it. Yeah, I mean... But, Jerry, I, I was a sponge for sports. Oh, good Lord. It is the it is the best of the big sports All-Star games. It still is, because they do... They may groove a pitch here and there, but for the most part, it's baseball. It's not this nonsense that you see in the NBA and in the NHL and that I don't even know what we call what the NFL does anymore. This is actually a game still. There's nothing. There's not another one to really watch. Right, because like let's say, and I know Max Scherzer's not in the All-Star game because he's right. hurt or was hurt, but it, let's say he was going up against Aaron Judge. He wants to strike Aaron Judge out. No question about it. There's no question about it. That's and, why it's still pretty cool. And Aaron Judge wants to take him deep. Sure does. All right, quick break. 5.52. Boy, this hour has flown by. Boomer and Gio will fly by the next four hours. They're in next. Right now on Odyssey Sports Minute. <laughs> I have it here, uh, Jerry. Well, you tell me what it's about. Uh, Amy Lawrence Sports Minute about the Warriors. She doesn't want them trading for KD. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Hey, real quick, Al, I just saw on ESPN that the number three play of the day was a gorgeous infield play by the St. Paul Saints shortstop and second baseman. Yeah. What famous Met and Yankee played for the St. Paul Saints? Daryl Strawberry. Do you realize, I just looked up his numbers because I do. I remember that I was following him. He he played with St. Paul 29 games, batted 435, and in 29 games hit 18 homers and drove in 39 runs. That's how it should be. That, Not- yeah, but you know what's okay, but you know what's funny about that? In 1996, before the Yankees brought him up, or rather in 97, before they brought him back up, 
at rookie ball. He batted like 220. Rookie ball. At, what do you mean rookie ball? After Single he was already, A rookie ball. They put him, well, they, they put him back down. Yes. To get here, build his, no. build his way back up. Yeah, see, those those St. Paul numbers for Daryl Strawberry, that's what I was expecting Max Scherzer to be doing when he's down there pitching against the, the, the schlubs in uh, They're Albany. still pros. They're Shut still them pros. down. I know. Well, look what Max Scherzer did when he came back. He looked great. He did look great. He looked awesome. You know, I, don't, you know, I was all excited about, like, the various Max Scherzer starts in the minors. I have no interest in the Jacob DeGrom ones. Well, he's, had a, he's already had two good ones. I mean, it's whatever now. Because I, I know he's going to go back and get hurt again. Well, see, yeah, you have very low expectations yeah. for DeGrom. Yeah, well, I sure do, Jerry. But that's probably it. Scherzer, you expect to pitch the rest of the season. He's a man. WFAN and WFAN-FM and HD1, New York. An Odyssey station.